You can always amazing. do the soundboard in post, you know? I could do the soundboard in post. It's just amazing. It just doesn't work. Everything just stops working. I don't get why every other time I turn the computer on, it's reset every setting to default, default, default. And Michael and I were talking about how Discord is a menace for this reason. And I guess every program is following suit for some reason. Well, it's it's the same. I think I I hundred percent know we've talked about it on the podcast of like essentially what they're what these programs are doing is walking in and just snipping all the cords and being like, this is too much of a mess. I don't like any of this in your office, right? Let's say you had like fifteen cords going different directions to patch things together, and someone just walked in and was like, this looks like a mess, and just did, disconnected everything. That's what these programs are doing. As we begin an episode of We Were Gamers 3-1-something, let's talk about someone who decided to not put people in pain. Last week, we talked about... uh, Hello, guys. Sorry. (laughs) Well, hi there. Hi, Michael. Who who are you? What what is this? I'm Andy. (laughs) That's Michael. JJ's here. This is We Were Gamers. Last week, we talked about... uh, 318. 318. Ubisoft is the company I was trying to think of until I got the numbers 318 stuck in my head and the uh, unfortunate way they were sunsetting some some of their services. This week, uh, BioWare and EA announced that they were going to stop allowing purchases with BioWare points or whatever. They were just going to sunset that whole program, which came out with like Dragon Age and, and uh Mass yeah, Effect originals re I think or something like that. No, all the Mass Effects had it. All of them. Yeah. yeah. So you could use Bioware points to buy DLC. You could use Bioware points in um that e that uh Star Wars game that they had. You could use Bioware points in a lot of places. They've slowly matriculated out of all these things and then they just said this week they're going to cut it off. You know what they did instead of uh the Ubisoft mes- method? This is they such a u- glorious idea. Didn't they make it all free? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, they did. <laughs> yeah, I thought I saw that. Yep. They're just like, go download it. Who cares? Whatever. They're like, well, you know, the liability for bad press here ain't worth the money of trying to figure any of this out. So here, all the DLC is free now. <laughs> yeah. I should that, go plug my 360 back in and try and download all the DLC <laughs> for Mass Effect 2. That's true. I, I mean, have. but that's all even true through the origin stuff, too. You could just go download Mass Effect 3 and then the DLC for free. Or you could not download Mass Effect 3. I don't think it matters because most people probably want that re... If you're going to get Mass Effect... Legendary Edition? Yeah, the Legendary Edition, which comes with all the DLC anyway. Almost all the DLC. Oh, no. What's missing? There's one DLC that they couldn't save from the source code or whatever. I think it was like a is it Mass Effect 1 DLC called The Citadel, I think is what it was called. Oh. But it was mostly like combat stuff. I think maybe the name is wrong. There's one DLC that they didn't bring over because like the source code was basically lost. Oh, bummer. Um, But it was like a bunch of combat missions with no story and like no decisions that carried anywhere. Okay. So everyone was kind of like, well... She have to lose one. <laughs> As things go, uh, if things don't affect the story, maybe don't put them in. Uh, maybe we should talk about Aiden for a minute. 
but capitalism machine must go burr, Andrew. I understand, especially with DLC, that the capitalism machine uh, requires that since they can't charge the amount of money they should charge for things, they have to find ways to uh, nickel and dime for other things. Mm-hmm. Aiden Chronicle Rising did not require that. I like the game, but it should have been three hours shorter. Ooh, man, three hours shorter. That would have been a super short game. Yeah, what, like six or eight hours at that point? Less than eight, probably. So, staring at my times, these are a little bit unfair. My time to beat... My time to beat for a full playthrough before starting hard mode was 15 hours. Now, that's unfair because I prepped to play hard mode and possibly 100% the game. So I was spending time grinding before the game ended for post-game content because I knew it was there. So like upgrading armor, things like that, that I did not need to beat the game. So I think right around nine hours would have been perfect if you were going to do it just straight through. I don't know. There was a lot of, um, let's say a lot of the citizen quests I just didn't read. I just didn't read them after a certain point in the game. I could tell which ones I needed to read, and most of them I didn't, and I just started banging on the A button. I think that's fair, and I don't know that I'm terribly different, especially because the I mean, by the point in the game that you got to that point, right, yeah. you knew who were the shopkeepers and, like, cared because those yeah. people's things were going to matter right? versus, like, random so-and-so from the residential district I need to go catch okay. choice fish. I'm gonna don't I'm, care. I'm gonna wait for through four text boxes to find out I need to catch a choice fish. Uh-huh. That that stuff for me you can leave it in the game, even. Uh a lot of the stuff in this game I wanna be clear up front, I liked it, I played it, I'm still playing it. I have uh one hard mode boss less left to beat. I'm very close to upgrading all the armor to max. I have lots of money now. I mean, I'm I'm invested in the game. I'm in hard mode. I'm still playing it at 18 hours or whatever. But when I feel like I should probably move on to something else, I'm still doing it. So this is a critique, not a criticism. When they showed me the bulletin board, I thought it was genius. And then I realized it wasn't. Yeah. Why not? Because I thought the bulletin board was just a quest board where you could go there and pick them all up. Ah. As opposed to it being a go find this person board? Yeah. So you have to become pretty adept at reading lots and lots of screens. I think, I think someone should have come through with a scalpel after they had kind of designed the aesthetics and the menuing and all that sort of stuff in this game and said okay why is this three screens when it could be one so like when you complete a quest right first it says uh quest complete then it says the xp you get then it says the money you get then it says the item you get 
then it does a level up screen. Then it possibly does the thing where it builds the building. Then it tells you if you leveled up. That's like nine things that you have to A button through. Where maybe one screen could have been designed to put all those things up. I both agree with you and have a quibble with that notion. Because if I agree in that it definitely like there's definitely a game that exists where all this stuff happens with like one screen, right? They're called Final Fantasy uh, or <laughs> any number of other RPGs, right? Like that's definitely a thing that is done. Yeah. But and I, also I it doesn't this. feel like a production when you do that, right? You just feel like, all right, levels up. Great. Like, do you notice your stats in Final Fantasy games? No. Like Depends never. on which one, but not on the kind of screen that you're talking I about. I don't think, though, that that's, that's necessarily related to this. I think Aiden especially should get some credit for the stat screen. Because it, it it's good. It And, like, when I leveled up a shop or when I leveled up a, an, uh, like, a building, I noticed and was like, okay, now I know there's something going on here. It was like a production in my mind. I think... Like, Okay, sweet. Now I know I have blacksmith at level five. Sure. And I have this at level four. And I need to get this and this and like those yeah. sorts of things. Like I definitely think some of it should stay. I like I was saying it's a very good aesthetic and I understood the aesthetic and I think they should have designed it the way that they designed it. And then somebody else should have come through and said, Oof, this takes a long time in the hundred and sixty quests. It's every single time you gotta do the the quest complete, EXP, money, like Maybe we could shorten it a little bit and still keep the things like the building getting built every time and the vendor level up thing. You know, like like I said, a scalpel, not a hatchet. Okay. You know, you know what I mean? A little yeah. pruning. Yeah. Like light pruning. And and you know, maybe uh maybe hundred and twenty quests instead of hundred and sixty. But those that stamp animation is so good. The stamp <laughs> animation is very good. Okay. Uh, Did you guys notice? the stamp cards right yeah. you're like oh okay like the little animation they do for putting the stamp on mm-hmm. man that little square or whatever the symbol is for the stamp gets rotated like an infinite number of times across those cards <laughs> i don't know that <laughs> not that a single are, one is is i loved duplicated. it i loved it's it very close to none of them being the same like yeah. 160 unique placements of that little sticker on that card <laughs> it may not be exactly that but it's close and that's yeah. like like what a touch man i think for such a light game um i described spirit fairer i think spirit fairer is a much lighter game than this aiden tries to hide that it's not a light game because there's things in here that are not easy to understand and like the accessories thing i texted you guys about and even then we were wrong so like um if you equip an experience accessory it does only affect the character that it's on really yep the uh, hmm. the food uh, i can tell you it is because guru didn't have one and now everybody's two levels ahead of him oh you know what mm. it wasn't it wasn't an accessory i was using i was using you, the uh the in yeah. boost ah see so then there's the in boost and the in boost is good as long as you don't go to sleep and then there's the right. food boosts and the food boosts are permanent and like you gotta find a way for all these things to interact and like it's a complicated game because uh, you might want crit chance early, but actually, if you get to hard mode, you don't need any crit chance because there's accessories for crit. You know, like 
you start mm-hmm. having to actually yep. manage it. So the first mode of the game is really just very easy. You kind of don't even have to think about it. And oh yeah, I beat hard mode without uh, beat. Th- I don't know how many bosses are there. Six bosses technically, I guess. Two, three, One, four, two, five, five bosses. So I've been... uh, five and a half. Five and a half. Okay, so four four of the five bosses without really getting to level like a high level in hard mode, and you can even do that without trying super hard. I mean, you have to get good at combo uh, link attacking and have right. a crit it, thing. It the, not the level is not important. Really, the only thing the level is doing is keeping you in the game and not forcing you to farm materials for like potions and stuff to mm-hmm. keep going. Yeah, because like I, for I would say. 70 or 80 percent of the game i didn't use a single potion and i was just like whatever Hard mode hits and then boom you got to start using them and then it was yeah. like oh these potions are useful for allowing me never to go back and rest and so that i could just like spam in buffs and keep them for forever mm-hmm. and not have to spend money that way and then i could use it more on upgrades right and then it's like okay now the hard mode stuff is like yeah i absolutely need to be on these combos a hundred percent of the time or my characters are going to be in a bad life place. I thought sure. hard hard mode was a good version of the game, and I think that the game should have been slightly less uh sh- less long and short, or shorter, or something. Some pruning, um, fishing was very interesting. I don't know if you noticed uh, that again. Like the other accessories, you needed to have the character out that had the fishing gear on. So I like think I, I even used it. Oh man, you I, I should never have used it for fishing, but I used it for mining and okay. wood all the okay, time. Okay, okay. So you know when you do the fishing games and you need to catch like the hardest fish, it fills up the whole screen with the chain of uh, things you need to hit in order, right? The mini game. Right. Yeah, the harder fishes are longer. Probably like eight or ten buttons you have to hit in a timer. What if it was just four? That's what the trinket does. It the makes trinket the just shorter. lowers the number down so that a regular fish is one button press. The medium fish <laughs> is two. That, the, that's a the hard fish thing. is three. That's hilarious. Yeah, it's really funny. And I didn't know it at first. I thought I thought all it was doing was giving me a higher chance at getting better fish, which is what it says it does, right? That's what the description yeah. is. That's what the yeah. description says. And so I didn't think about, okay, well, Guru has it equipped, so I'm using CJ, and CJ's got a better chance of catching fish. Completely untrue. When I switched to Guru one time to test this theory after discovering the EXP buff was only working on certain characters... Then the little button presses changed, and the first fish I caught was one button. <laughs> Literally just pressed X. <laughs> That's so funny. I wonder if it also then gives you a better chance of getting a it better fish. Because it definitely does, yeah. Because I definitely... So, all the quest fish, I feel like I didn't have to try very hard. You didn't to have to try. Like, no, they, they just, just show like, you up. got it. Yeah. But the other, like, later when I was catching them for materials, like, getting the higher ranked fish was a extraordinary pain oh no but i, I guess that's because i wasn't doing this right. <laughs> <laughs> the level five pendants are like really really good i put the prospectors level five on and ran through quarry like three times and all of a sudden i have high purity ore coming out my butt it's yeah, uh, okay it's interesting and uh the fish do take up space in your resource bag also so everything's a resource uh I like that game. It was fun. 
I may not 100% it. I'm definitely going to do all the hard bosses. I think that if people are into light RPGs, it's really good. Uh, like you guys had said before. So I'm glad we all played it. Probably the last time we'll talk about Aiden for like two more years until the next game comes out. Um, but story-wise, it seemed like they set it up nicely for for like the whole Imperial lore dump. And like, yep. there's mm-hmm. a bad guy out there. Yeah, you you definitely at the end of the, which, but they could have also strung that part out a little bit. You know, maybe move mm-hmm. some of that into the middle of the game as opposed to all in the last hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's my criticism. I think I my did, big one is just I, like, geez, man, they lore dump you at the end. I did see the twist coming like halfway through the game. It was like pretty well telegraphed, but also they did a good job of making you think it could be two other characters that yeah. were responsible. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, I doubted myself a little bit, but it, at the end it's confirmed and then you go through the like hero's arc and all that sort of stuff. And the last boss battle is kind of fun ish. Um, it's not any harder than most of the rest of the game, in my opinion, because they give you those little platforms to hide under. Uh, boss would be miserable without those platforms. Oh, too. you couldn't, I don't think you could beat it without those platforms. I don't know. It'd be really hard because you can't. You can't, unlike the two harder bosses in the game, you can't air juggle because he's in, invulnerable. Yeah, that's uh, the like that's the really annoying part because I definitely air juggled the crap out of the other two bosses. <laughs> like I did a lot of the like CJ in the air, air jump, like I used that quite a bit. Oh yeah, if you can link well, you can just air. I I think. I might even have it on video doing the blizzard boss and never touching the ground. Yeah. Yeah. You once you get it. the infinite, the infinite combo accessory. Oh, no, no. Like during the real game, like just oh. never touching the ground. Yep. Yeah. If, you're, if, if your damage is high enough, you can for sure. I don't yeah. think I was that strong at that point, but like once we got to the hard mode stuff, I started well, like I, being able to infinite combo. Like I said, I don't think the game's too long in my playthrough like i have 15 hours i was at that point already planning to play for hard mode because it was described to me what it was and i was enjoying it enough to like say okay i'm gonna pl- i'm gonna plan to play hard mode and so my playthrough is probably three hours longer than it needed to be um and and if i hadn't been planning to play for hard mode i think the bosses might have been a little more tough but if you just sort of do everything along the way the bosses in the regular playthrough aren't that hard, but I think they did a good job overall. I don't know. I mean, I hope the rest of the the Aiden game is similar to this. I assume it will be. Um, yeah, very unclear what the actual combat of that Aiden game is supposed to be. It's not supposed to be an action RPG, so I don't oh. know what we will get. Yeah, who are the hundred heroes, and will we see our characters again? Do you think? I'm going to go with yes on seeing the characters again, whether or not they'll be part of the hundred heroes. Yeah, it definitely is set up like you're going to have to do something to help these people later. I mean, right. I mean, Guru's got a thing that needs to be taken care of. Isha's got a thing that needs to be taken care of. (laughs) You know, I mean, also, you know, the. uh, These characters are. Yeah, it's meant to be a lead into that game. It's entirely possible we see these people as like quest givers or NPCs with names in the towns that you, you know, do stuff for or work with you. Uh, you know, and if the Sui Coding games are any 
roadmap, which, you know, spiritual successors and whatnot, you know, hundreds, of a lot of people, man, you got to get all kinds of people in there, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So I never played Suikoden. I know, it, I know it. I don't know if any of us played it. Oh, I love those games, man. Okay. One and two are great. Uh, two in particular is like especially great, but one is also very good. And they're, you know, for RPGs of the PlayStation era, they are short. Oh, really? Yeah. Like the, oh. you know, again, sliding scale here. <laughs> <laughs> Longer than Aiden here, but uh, Rise Aiden Rising here, but not long games as RPGs go, especially games of that era. It's like 20 hours main main story. Yeah, Suikoden 1? Yeah. Yeah. And 2 is a bit longer, but the main story is not long in those games. Now, the side stuff is amazing, and like getting all 108 heroes is going to take you way longer in those games. Sure. I mean, those, um, they're older games, right? Yeah, and some of the conditions you have to meet in order to get all the heroes or see all the stories from all the, the characters is truly obnoxious. And there's no way you would be able to do that stuff without guides. Um, so, you know, don't. But the main story is perfectly enjoyable. And there is, like, s small amounts of needing to level up. But, you know, if you fight all the monsters you meet along the way, you'll be fine. Yeah. And it's it's pretty good. I I like those games. And this, man, the story in 2 is so good. Oh. You know, right. the young boy builds an army thing is, yeah. is a good... Uh, it's a good trope sometimes well i wouldn't have been able to play it on steam deck because i played it through uh game pass but it is deck verified in case people are like on the fence about playing rising um i think it's worth it it's probably a really good deck verified their steam deck game also oh yeah that that game would be great mobile for sure yeah um so there you have it yeah i think we're good on aiden rising what a, what a fun little game i think it was yeah it was a good time Definitely as worth. a what how much was it as an add-on of the kickstarter like seven dollars i or paid something? seven dollars for the one that uh michael ended up using <laughs> yeah extremely extremely worth seven dollars yeah i wonder if suikoden's out there somewhere i typed suikoden into steam which is how i know that it's deck verified uh nope. because and the only thing that Bro, came up, i would tell you if it was on steam i would own it oh it's not. well uh, uh the only available thing on playstation classics for a while. I don't know if that's a thing you can get to on PS5. It may only be PS4. Mm, and I, will PS3. Look into it. I know it was available on PS3 at some point as a like PS1 download kind of thing or Vita, oh. right? I might be able to still get it on my Vita then. Uh, or uh, Mr. <laughs> someday. Yeah, may I recommend you just like, you know, get emulation. <laughs> it's way better. <laughs> <laughs> well, playing stuff mobile sounds fun, you know? Yeah, you can get those on emulators on your phone. Oh, I see. Well, if you type Suikoden into uh, Steam, the first two games that come up are Aiden Rising and Aiden 100 Heroes. So, that's they a good do, sign. They, I'm telling you, they know what they're about. Yeah. Well, before we stray too far into uh, Suikoden land, uh, we have to start talking about something else that begins with S. Because, Michael, speaking of things that might have been too long... <laughs> How was that Stranger Things finale? This is the spoiler warning for Stranger Things season four. You have three seconds to comply. Well, all right. Um, I, you know, it never felt 
I don't think there was ever a point in the finale where it felt too long. I agree. Right. Like, I, I know, I know when a show or a movie is feeling too long because I have the urge to look at my watch and be like, how much time has gone by? <laughs> yep. And I never, yep. I never had that feeling with the finale. So they were, they were good on the length as far as, as keeping my attention was concerned. Yeah. Yeah. Multiple points where I was like, you know, almost on the edge of my seat being like, no, they're not going to do this. Like that kind of, you know, following of the the plot and the characters yeah and like that's pretty rare these days so i feel like they did they did a really good job i would i loved uh season four i know a lot of people didn't because they said uh it was too spread out or things like that you know like all the it was the story was all over the place there were definitely times that you noticed like wow we haven't seen like mike in a while where where's mike at it's just driving through the desert for two episodes like I I definitely think some of the storylines didn't have enough meat to carry the length of the show they were doing. Uh, but the finale and the way they all came together and like the storylines that were being used in those time, I still liked and I still wanted those to be there. Like, yeah. I don't want to sacrifice that in order to make it not feel as bad that we haven't heard from Hopper meaningfully in like two episodes. Well, that's whatever. the thing is, yeah. is sometimes the story just means you can't, you can't check in with everyone all the time. And I think that it worked the way they did it. And I'm glad they didn't try to, you know, worry about, well, this person's screen time X, Y, Z, you know, and just fill time instead of just going with whatever the story needed to be. Well, and I think I think that as a skill of consumers of media has kind of been lost in the days of everything on demand and streaming, right? You you haven't you you don't have to learn how to be patient to get the rest of a story when all the episodes are suddenly at your fingertips at once. I mean, that's changing. I, unless you wait, you know, like that Strange New Worlds came out week by week mandalorian mm -hmm. comes out week by week most services just put them out week by week even netflix tried a new strategy here of like well we're gonna put it out in parts so there'll be a part one and a part two and they'll be a month apart so that you'll have to stay you know connected for more than a month and so i think that the on-demandness of netflix is probably headed for the dumpster in general uh, i suspect the all none of the other streaming services do it anymore the binge stuff and I think Netflix's own data is going to start showing that they lose views doing it this way. I'm sure it will. And as their subscriber numbers have apparently tanked in recent uh, months and and years, uh, they're going to be incentivized to draw this stuff out so that people keep coming back. It is what it is, you know. I'm, it's It was a, a fun little dream we had thinking you could just... I mean, yeah. I've been subscribed to Netflix. It doesn't matter. You know, I don't dis, I don't unsubscribe, unfortunately, I, maybe for my wallet, but, uh, they do have stuff every now and then like a movie here or a show there that I'm like, all right, this is like worth my subscription. Right. Yeah. But yeah, it, I, there are other services I'm watching much more frequently. Oh yeah. Uh, I will say so. Yeah. But you know, I, Getting back to Stranger uh, Things. Frequently, it, it's an interesting question, though, because frequently versus hours, right? Like, you just spent how many hours watching Stranger Things? Oh, yeah, yeah. You know? 
So but like over the course of like a month, basically. Right. Right. But that's their problem. And, right. A month of yeah, tune in. Like I could I week. could have subscribed for two months to Stranger Things and then cancel my subscription now and be save money, probably. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. But back yeah. back on topic, like I, you were trying to say, you guys, did you guys see how many people have found new 80s music that they like love through this show? New to them, new to them, new right? to them. Yes, yeah. Kate, Kate Kate Bush, Bush is, is running up that me. hill. <laughs> that that song charted in the U.S. No, uh, there's a better story that came from this, bud. Have you oh, heard? You're gonna about talk about this? Metallica, Metallica, yeah. which is not a surprise. A, like no one, extremely no one. sweet thing, and posted a video of them playing along with Eddie from the show. Oh, That's I didn't see that. Cool. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. I need to they, find that. They, okay. It was like on TikTok running like in the other half of the the frame or whatever okay and like they're playing the song as the song is being played in the show so unlike kate bush metallica obviously is very well known maybe more well known than kate bush i don't have statistics I, to say i would say that it definitely I think that's is a fair that's okay a pretty fair statement to make. Like, master unambiguously of, not even close master of puppets never charted is that true wow that's hard. Huh. I guess metal was not nearly as popular then as it is now. Master of Puppets charted after <laughs> after that episode. <laughs> yeah. I bet it did. Hey, that's a good song. And, and, a, I, and I a great he, scene. Yeah. Oh, so good. And the greatest part of it is he played it. Like, that's him actually playing it. Yeah. The that, video can of him, play the gu- that video of him practicing is impressive. The actor can play the guitar, learned to play Master of Puppets, for the scene and you can so now good. say that eddie charted the song 36 years after its release <laughs> hey man I, and metallica is like sweet sweet royalties thank yep. you stranger things yep and whoever is kate bush still alive i assume yeah, she is i think she is and she's probably rolling in it too and or well you know as much as anyone gets these days from records but. um i'm so sure she got some amount of money i don't know how much you get from streaming but yeah, I mean, yeah. Um, anyway, uh, if it leads to a whole generation of people discovering, hey, Kate Bush is pretty good, it'd be like, yes, thank you. <laughs> I wouldn't mind a little revival of Metallica style metal. Yeah, I no complaints for me. Yeah. So I that is like the most uh, one of the best things I've seen coming out of this. I think a lot of good stuff came out of it. Um at the story, how did you guys feel the the change in the upside down becoming not a unknown evil, but a a developed, considered, and created evil, right? The upside down has changed from the first season of there's this thing we have to beat from another world and it sends bad things here. And it's somewhat related to 11 to owe the hubris of man and what we have wrought on ourselves. I think that, you know, given that they have taken, you know, four seasons and many, many more years than that to get to this point, 
like it, it feels earned somewhat, right? Like they have taken their time in spinning this tale and explaining what this thing is about. And now, you know, supposedly going into the last season, we kind of understand the nature of it and sort of how it came to be. I feel like that's an appropriate amount of time, right? And I think, too, to add to that, that it it would feel like an unequal playing field because they spend all of this time in the last four seasons, like taking these kids and turning them into more and more complex human beings and to pit them against something that is just like generic eldritch horror. um, It would feel one sided. Right. They need they need to be pitted against something that is equally complex. Yeah, the the show does the great thing that a lot of like superhero shows don't do and that they'd spend enough time developing the villain. And if you think of the villain of as in this show, Vecna specifically, but like the upside down as a whole is sort of the bad on, you know, the the evil side, like they've spent almost as much time sort of like explaining the, the monsters and the villains from there as the kids. Right. And that, you know, give weight to when things happen. Maybe too much time. Uh, one of I, I don't really have a lot of complaints over four seasons from Stranger Things. And um, one of them being entirely aesthetic. Uh, uh, one of them being from season three that was, I, I think they shouldn't have taken aesthetics of throwing firecrackers inside over the reality of throwing firecrackers inside. <laughs> uh, sure. So that's a minor gripe, right? Like, that's the filmmakers making the thing. Um, but you're saying they spend a lot of time on developing this bad guy this season. And while I saw the twist coming a little bit sooner, maybe than other people might have, it didn't mean that it was unearned or not good or that it didn't deserve the exposition that it got. But I don't know if you noticed between episode seven and episode eight, we got the same exposition two times in about roughly the same length of 15 minutes each time. For people who watched the show when it came out, there was about a month and change in between there. Yeah. And that probably was useful for the people who picked it up after the month long break. Sure. Now the, we were gamers (laughs) uh, side of this (laughs) is probably that we did not experience that month. I think uh, when we, uh, when my partner and I watched it together, we were about uh, like it was like a week wait for us. So it was okay. basically like the amount of time we would have been waiting anyway, because we don't have generally watch those sorts of shows during the week and we're watching them on the weekend anyhow. So it was really no big deal. I um, maybe I yeah. understand that. I what I ended up thinking when watching them back to back was, huh, I kind of like the one. <laughs> The second time where it was, um, oh gosh, Mike's sister, when, when she was in Nancy, yeah, when she was inside his head and watching the exposition Mm. as he explained it to her versus him explaining it to Eleven in the back, uh, flashbacks and everything, you know? It, through the through eleven experiencing it in the Nina, right? Yeah, yeah. I thought I think I thought one of them thing, had more weight because it was a character in Jeopardy, and it was like this is a good time for exposition. Where you know, obviously, that you know, eleven got through the danger she was in fighting him before, right? 
I, I think the important thing that doing the exposition twice also did, besides helping to remind the audience of like, hey, you haven't watched this for a month and whatever, here's what's going on. The other benefit is that it allowed the other half of the characters to know the stuff that Eleven knows without yeah. like needing Eleven to like, you know, having to call Eleven on the phone and have her like talk a bunch of stuff. Or whatever. I wrote that down yes. to talk to you about. <laughs> Which was how cool was it that the writing for the show made sure that all the characters figured out the things that were happening all at the same time? Without needing to talk to each other. Without needing to explain anything to each other, without needing to assume they had figured stuff out, without needing to anything. The show laid out, look, this is how these characters find out what's going on. This is how these characters find out what's going on. Everyone knows what's going on. In a organic way, I thought that was really cool. And honestly, like it, that is part of the reason why the show is so great because they don't end up spending scenes where someone explains to the other people in the room, "Here's what's happening," and you know, by proxy, the audience, right? right. But like those scenes drag frequently, right? Oh yeah. But they're needed in order to make sure that like stuff makes any narrative sense, and that's the kind of stuff that gets you know cut out of like tightly edited movies well and honestly it's it's some of the dangerous territory that discovery gets into is when characters sit around plot expositioning each other all the time absolutely absolutely Um, and then if we're going to take that uh praise we have to we have to get to my third ever criticism of stranger things two in one season Uh oh eddie just disappears we don't get to see anyone else in the Upside Down's reaction. How do they get out of there without seeing his body? And then two days, we get a two-day time jump. And other than Dusty, no one cares? Well, so the, you you touched on one of my questions, which is, how do they get out of there? Hashtag justice for Barb, but now it's Eddie. No, no, <laughs> no justice for Eddie. Just, it was a very jarring, I mean, j- Eddie deserves props, let's be clear, uh, but yeah, it's a very totally. jarring kind of scene where Dusty, there's no point in Dusty jumping through and hurting himself other than to see him die, to give somebody and him, give him an audience of somebody, right? Instead of letting him die alone. Um, but like the limp and the fall and all that sort of stuff seems really superfluous for now. And, and not only is Dusty just there to see him die, he then, there's no payoff with Dusty then really talking to anybody other than his uncle it just seems strange and and it's jarring when all of a sudden it's a two-day time jump like just immediately like two days later we're all packing up our old toys as if nothing happened i mean they're going to volunteer at the shelter for the peoples whose lives were destroyed i don't feel like it's like nothing happened yeah 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 so i it is a yeah, I, I understand, like, yeah, I don't know. That is a criticism that a lot of people have leveled, is that, you know, why are they putting these characters through all this pain, but then yeah, all of them make it out every time at the end, right? Yeah, it's like, maybe. People have asked and said they should be killing characters off. I think some of the actors have said they should be killing characters off. I'm not sure they need to be killing characters. I don't think that that was my point. Um, I just, I just felt like there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of buildup for Eddie understanding 
who and what Steve is, right? There's, there's a big through line in the story of like, Eddie makes assumptions about Steve. People make assumptions about Eddie. A lot of characters work together and there's a big undertone to the show of like, look, you need to understand who other people are. The whole like D and a cult thing, right? Like you need to understand sure, yeah. who other people are. You can't just make assumptions about who they are. Eddie makes assumptions about who Steve is. And then he watches Steve be a hero multiple times when no one's looking. Right. right. Um, and, and, lives up to that after a scene where he says to him, uh, don't be a hero as he's going off to be a hero. And then we don't get to see Steve's reaction to that. And it just seems very truncated in a, a show that was two and a half hours long to begin with. I feel yeah. like why not give that, those characters that moment. And you're right. They do go to a food bank and they do seem like they're trying to help. And there are moments there where it was clear that they are hurting. It just, you're left with a rushed moment in a show that's two and a half hours long. It's like, why are we rushing it? I I think my something that occurred to me just now while you were explaining here is that I think the I think maybe the writers got stuck and were like, we can't find a way to get Eddie out of this that doesn't involve revealing all of the upside down stuff mm -hmm. to the police because there's no. The situation they put him in, the police are arresting that man and putting him in jail forever. Right? Yeah, like they, he doesn't get away with yeah, this. Just like uh, what's his name? Like Victor, yeah. right? Yeah, yeah. And so, like that is maybe even more of a bummer of a death, like of yeah. a way to like have the character go out. It's like, oh well, Eddie's in jail forever, and we can never prove he's innocent because the cops won't believe us. Yeah, like, it's, that it's, sucks more. Well, so the follow up to that then is they got out somehow. They just left him there. Right. Yeah, I mean, they, I they said he's missing in the earthquake. So they just left his body and uh, like they care about this guy so much. He's one of the tribe and the crew and they, they obviously get out somehow, but they leave Eddie's body in the upside down seems not characteristic to me. So something I guess I didn't fully understand at the end and maybe this will inform some of our opinion here at the end, you know, he splits open the worlds for a bit there, right? Uh, I think they're still split open. They're still split open. So people are not just like constantly fallen through all the time. I think people definitely did fall through. Uh, cause they said that a bunch of people were dead and missing, which was, well, what's his, which what's was his name got cut in half. Yeah. Well, that's that's not missing yeah <laughs> like, no but the people that were missing quote unquote probably fell through or died uh in there and i thought that was a really good anti-marvel touch of like and now the world is damaged and destroyed and other than iron man 3 we don't care that people got hurt versus this one's like a small town in hawkins has a small earthquake problem go through the downtown 800 people died yeah. yeah. Um, it was, you know, it was more considered, I think, that they thought, well, if we're going to do this, unfortunately, it's going to damage this town and kill people. So, well done yeah, I, overall. I, I mean, I really, those are small gripes. The way a character goes out is the way a character goes out. And, you know, it just seemed like a rushed end uh, afterwards, right? Like a, 
if it had been a main character, would they have just gone to two days later? No. It is one of those unfortunate aspects of Stranger Things has a big habit of killing the new character they introduce every season. <laughs> Billy. Yeah. Billy got it. And Eddie. Now, Eddie. Wait, how um, many How many people's names? No, Barb was Barb. I was trying Barb to think was if, season one. No, no, I was trying to think if they all end in IE or Y. Oh, <laughs> no. Yeah, I don't think so. But the they do have that habit. I don't know. that Was anyone killed in season two? Maybe not. I don't remember. Regardless. I, I, someone so else remembers. A a, they, they're talking more about this show than we are in terms of the nuances of everything. I think it's better to get a general... You know, it's been years since Stranger Things season two. Yeah. I think the the, uh, the other thing that I'm concerned about for them now, because they didn't film this and the next one back to back, it's going to be like two years on the low end, probably like three or four before they put out another one of these. Yeah. Um. Kids are getting pretty old, you know, for need to do something with time here because I uh, wait, wait, wait. Ele- 11 is going to be like 20. Was season two Bob? Uh, Bob was season one. Is he season one? I don't remember. Remind me who Bob is. Bob is uh, Sean Astin. Rudy. Joyce's boyfriend. Joyce's oh. boyfriend. Bob. Maybe that was. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's season two. Season two, because well, it's this, it's the season with um, uh, where we get uh, what's his name? Shoot, God, my brain doesn't work on this stuff anymore. I used to remember so many actors' names. Yeah, that was season two for sure. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, right. it was Bob. Bob was season two. Um. Well, anyway, I'm never going to remember, uh, apparently, the Dr. S- Dr. Owens. What's it? Who plays oh. Dr. Owens? Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. Paul Reiser. God, my brain just doesn't do it, man. You know, uh, I find something, hel- as a person who is old, um, especially since I'm older than you, I can, you know, as your elder, <laughs> help you with this sort of thing. Um, it helps when you explain to the people around you what you're trying to say, rather than just going, ah, I can't think of it. To be like... The old guy, he's Scribe. a famous actor, <laughs> he's yeah. the, in the diner, and then we all would have just said Paul Reiser immediately. I saw oh, that diner scene. Pretty good. Pretty yeah. good. I mean, yeah. just the, the Duffer Brothers' ability to create characters in general, like nuanced three-dimensional characters. Matthew Modine getting both the redemption and the horrible backstab in the same season? <laughs> yeah. Was he Pretty redeemed? Good. I mean, he kind of redeemed himself, showing that he was there to help Eleven and, like, help her get her powers back and do the right thing. And then he, like, brutally backstabbed by taking her choice away and forcing her to do something. Yeah, I was like, it's not, I don't like, really don't think he's bad redeemed. Way. When, uh, See, I would, I would agree with that because he dies without her forgiveness, right? Like, yeah. that that would have been the end of a redemption arc, is if she no, no, were I, able he to was, forgive He him. was redeemed from being the evil guy all along in the beginning of this season. And then backstabbed your the redemption at the end. Oh, he backstabbed his own redemption. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I mean. I mean, in that order, redeemed, then backstabbed everyone, right? And back to 
you thought he was a good guy and then he turned back around being back into the evil guy you thought he was at the end it's uh he is the embodiment of the theory the thesis right of Mm -hmm. of season four which is there are a lot of characters running around thinking they know better than everyone else and they're causing a lot of problems i think the army guy is even worse Uh, yeah the general Right. Is yeah. He, I guess yep. we don't know if he's the army or whatever, but yeah, the general is. Uh, we know who's coming back next season. It's that guy after he uh, walks out of the desert for 15 days. <laughs> <laughs> that scene where they all drive out, all, all walk out and like notice all their cars are blown up. The helicopter <laughs> has crashed and it's just like this, the pizza van driving away. <laughs> They're like, what happened? <laughs> I think that's just the kicker. The pizza van fading into the distance. Yep. Oh, man. What was his uh, friends, his new pizza friend's name? I can't remember. Off Argyle. Arg- I was Argyle. Because I, yeah. I kept in my head thinking Argyle, and I was like, no, that's from uh, from Die Hard. <laughs> nope, that's him. So, okay, yeah. it is Argyle. No, so that, just prediction here, that is going to be the costume at Comic-Con this year. Ar- Surfer, oh, Argyle. Ooh, Surfer Boy yeah. Pizza. Pete Surfer Boy Pizza. Yeah, because you remember what you remember what Scoops Ahoy was three years ago. Oh, that's true. Right. Yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Scoops Ahoy was extremely popular. I mean, if someone's costume. selling a Surfer Boy pizza shirt, I would buy one. There you go. The like Hawaiian shirt or the like button up, the yellow. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I think I, I want the the t shirt, but like the button up might be all right too. The button up wouldn't the be bad is. either. I wouldn't wear the visor. But sure. I would wear the yellow or the or the uh, Hawaiian shirt he's got going on. I like this. I liked his getup mostly. Uh, I liked that Argyle was never put in danger <laughs> at all, ever. It fits for his character, <laughs> peace-loving man. Yeah, just just his heart. And like every moment they needed him to step up, he, he's the only one that does. Right, <laughs> like. How oh look at these uh military tire tracks. Oh, you need a place with <laughs> yeah. tons of salt? Oh, uh you need a getaway vehicle? <laughs> it's like the the stoner <laughs> logic comes through every single time. He's, yep. He's like, "Well, you know it has a lot of salt, dude. Pizza." It's like, <laughs> "Oh, oh, you're right. Dang, it does. <laughs> 500 pounds of it." Wow. I um I don't think there's a show out there that makes you think more highly of it right now and just the way that it is very meticulously put together yep i the the stories you hear about the attention to detail they have on all these sets with like period clothes period stuff in the shots and it's like the actors talk about it being exhausting but it comes through in the final production, man. That stuff makes a difference. Really does. Oh, you can't beat perfect atmosphere. Like things, things that even aren't period perfect, but maybe, but create visual tension. A door in the desert. <laughs> and like so many homages to other super famous stuff, right? Oh, the yeah. door in the desert thing from what was that movie? The, uh, Stephen King one, right? Maybe. Is that right? Oh, there, that's a, that's anyway, a reference I don't get. Yeah. There's another scene. There's another movie with that exact scene, man. They knew what they were doing and they <laughs> ripped it off intentionally. Yeah. 
and there's, they've, there's other references to like those sorts of movies all throughout this show. You know what? There's probably more than one Stephen. You know, they probably are a lot of Stephen King references, considering it's a horror genre show. I know oh, this yeah. season was clearly referencing the thing multiple times, uh, especially even oh, yeah. with the flamethrower. Yeah, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. not just having a flamethrower, obviously having a flame, but like the way they talk about the monsters while he's holding the flamethrower is like exactly one of those scenes from the thing. You know? Yep. Um, I mean, th- there are wearing the puffy co- jacket. You know, there are co- oh yeah, dude. The- oh yeah, mm. dude. I forgot about. That's right. He does wear that jacket. <laughs> uh, there are copious references throughout this whole season, and I mean all of the seasons, to other super famous media from the eighties. That like, if you are, you know, going on those YouTube like Easter egg websites or whatever, like people with they way too have- much time. Yeah, they yeah. will or, have picked you it know, apart that's for you. Job, and, but there, there are like tons of them, and it's all intentional. There's, they didn't just accidentally come by the same framing for the same shot as this famous movie. That's not an accident. Sure. Yeah, there's a lot of framing and stuff like that. Um, you know, there's also Michael Myers references. You know, they, you know, there's there's a lot Molly Ringwald references and. Shoot, I'm just the, trying um, to think of ones off the top of my head. The like uh claiming the the special forces that come and shoot up the house are like Colombian separatists or whatever. Isn't that from <laughs> um Red Dawn or whatever? Isn't it one of those movies where like the communists come in and yeah. invade the suburbs? Uh-huh. Isn't that, that yeah, movie? It is. Yeah. yeah. Oh man. I think th- there's a lot of Stephen King in there. I think that uh ballroom reminded me a lot of like uh, Carrie. Now that I'm just sitting here thinking of things. But also like Back to the Future, right? They have like the, the, yeah, the under the sea dance. Uh-huh. Yeah. Good. So, I mean, it's left in an interesting spot. One of the main characters is in a hospital lost, you know, like that. That was pretty traumatic to see Max go through that. Um, so all those people that said those characters aren't in jeopardy, you know, she's in jeopardy there. Yeah. Had her arms yeah. and legs mangled. Uh, not to my liking. It was not fun to watch. No. It was <laughs> really unhappy watching that happen. Not yeah. didn't feel good. Yeah. Um Yeah. Yeah. It's just good. It's good. So speaking, I mean Michael, you mentioned it. Uh Surfer Boy Pizza number one costume at Comic Con. Comic Con is coming up. <laughs> Yeah, it is. It will be happening when this episode goes up. Oh, yeah, that's true. I mean, it's technically already. I see people posting their uh, how to get in guides already because of the uh, vaccination checks and things like that. Yep. So, yeah, it'll be interesting. It'll be a a strange year. There's a lot of Star Trek, JJ. A lot. Yeah. They're having a Star Wars moment here. The Renaissance. Uh, they just have a lot of shows going concurrently. That's true. You know? I mean, let's see. What? Prodigy, Lower Decks, Picard, Discovery, Strange New Worlds, uh, at least two more shows in pre or some form of production. Yeah. Announced shows that they've been working on for a while, maybe, and who knows if they'll ever actually do. But, yeah. yep. It's a decent amount. Let's see, you know. 
bringing back some of the main characters to Picard, so I don't know. I don't think I have the gall to try and get into Hall H anymore. It's just so much effort anymore. <laughs> Maybe it won't be. We'll see. Uh, I don't know. I don't know what to think going into it, but I'm nervous. So we'll have to report back next week. Yep. How we will. Unless there's anything major you're looking forward to that we should tell people about that they should watch online. Or tune in next week for, for it. Well, they they can send all the stuff they're excited for and the stuff they're interested in to podcast at weweregamers.com and you'll hear about what we did uh, next week, probably. Yeah. Uh, and hopefully uh, we will have done some cool things and be able to talk about them. Undoubtedly. For sure. Out of you when I sat down at the computer and logged into Steam because there's a big banner on the front page for the uh, Monument Valley Panoramic Collection. Oh, what's panoramic? Is it just a made they, for screens, basically? Yeah, they put out uh, they put out new editions of the two games on Steam. I just I want to finish the version on my phone because I haven't beat the second one ever. Really? No, I never beat the second one. Ah, <sighs> there's so much out there, man. I know. It's like, I don't know how I'm ever going to, I don't know how people do it. You know, like I'm playing this Aiden thing thinking like I should put this down and stop because I've got other stuff to play, but I'm also somewhat enjoying the fact that I'm doing well at this game. Like I'm, I very clearly have, you know, done the part where it's like, I I will beat the things if I want to beat the things, you know, Yep. Uh, because I understand the combat. I do well in the combat and I've upgraded the characters. So why wouldn't I keep playing to its complete conclusion? I don't know. Mm. I just, mm. you know, whatever. Can't tell me to stop. I think I've got, let's see, hold on here. Clicking these things. All right. I need to make a max level rune. Upgrade everyone's weapons and armor to max in uh, the smithy. Yep. Beat the lava boss. Beat the final boss. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what this one is. It says secret achievement. Uh, hang on. I'm just pulling mine back up here. It is. I, I bet I know which one it is, too. Um, it is probably. It was probably the last one that I got. Oh no, I beating the the last boss was the last one I got, but it was probably uh, where is it? Uh do you have one unlocked called No Treasure Left Behind? Yeah. Obtain all resources. Oh, okay. So you got that one. I had to I had to grind a bit to get that one to to pop. Your description of it allowed me to keep things in my inventory until it popped and then I just ah, started there you using go. stuff. So actually, I think if I go to the 
I just go to your Steam account and I can compare my list. I yeah. can't compare them because I didn't play it on Steam, but... Uh, okay, so yeah, right. it's not going to show up if I, I have to. If I, if I looked at yours, but yeah, you can look at mine and see. I can see uh, what order they got unlocked in. I think they're in order. Yeah, they'll show up on mine. Roughly. Defeat the final boss, defeat the lava boss, defeat the snow the quarry, great forest, every area, every area. I've done all those. I think I've done all of that. Uh, max grade meat, yeah. Fish. <sighs> Fish. Money. <laughs> Here's what it is. Guru's weapon and armor to max. Isha's weapon and armor to max. CJ's weapon armor to max. Okay. Bring all parties members. Oh, no. I have those. Arms and armor master. I have those already. Hmm. Huh. Oh, wait, is there anything for getting everybody to 50? Uh, I think so. I think there's one for... Brought a character to level 50. That's what it's going to be. I don't have that one yet. Yeah, no one better. Yeah, that's the one I don't have. So there you go. I have to get everybody to 50, upgrade all their armor and weapons, beat two more bosses, and create a max level rune. I think you only have to get one of them to 50 for that one. Oh, okay. Because it sounds like you've got... Guru ahead of the other two, so. Uh, Guru is actually far behind. <laughs> oh, he's behind. Yeah. So, that's okay. I have to go grind lapis lazuli gems in Snow Peak. Yep. I need like seventeen of them. Oof! Yeah, I'd forgotten how many it was. I need one for everybody's weapon, and one for uh, a lens, and one for it's like. Jesus you can Christ. trade if you have more of another resource. You can yeah. trade for some at the trading post. I don't. Post. I don't. I mean, I I need the the golem fragments that you can trade yeah. for lapis because of the armor yeah. upgrades. So it's like yeah, you well, just I'm not get, gaining you anything. Get, you get squeezed for resources regardless yeah. of how you try and do it. Yep, I'm good on money. All the second round of post game quests give like five thousand bakwa each. Yes, it's like why couldn't you have given this money the first time? That's what I'm talking about with this game. Is like. <laughs> just spread it out man like it doesn't need to be this way there's no reason that it has to be a grind we could have made it a different way that's all i'm saying there's yeah. nothing inherently bad about that design except that it was is not as fun for me i would prefer a game exactly like this where maybe it's harder from the beginning or the hard mode comes in but you're basically like getting money way more evenly throughout the game mm-hmm or lock off more of this stuff until after the game's over so that people aren't like scraping to make things max when they really don't need to. Yeah. Because I really didn't need to. I really didn't. To beat the game. Yep. Oh no, come on. Really? So I just bought the entire series. The entire series of dang... Danganronpa Mm -hmm. on Steam. Yeah. For like 20 bucks, maybe during a sale. Just added to Game Pass today. Why? I'm never buying anything else ever again. Never never fails. (laughs) 